1: Welcome back to the Millennials Podcast. I'm Smith, and Seth. Am I <laughs> now, Seth? Why would you say it like that? Are you Yoda? No, I I or should I, watched... or should I say Grogu?
0: Grogu. We'll get back to it because we got mm-hmm. something better to talk about. Yeah. What do you think about Grogu, real quick? Just two two words. Don't care. Okay. Cool. <laughs> but the reason I said. All the says. I recently watched a terrible movie, and it has to have been made by you know one of these first-time ambitious directors who really wanted to, you know, go really go for it, but just kind of fell flat. Uh, let me let me actually see the guy's name real quick. Let me IMDb. I'm not to say the movie just yet. Let me. Uh, okay, the movie is uh, it's called Tenant, and it's. <laughs> Oops. It's Christopher Nolan? What the fuck? This, I didn't even know going in. I thought he was a great auteur. I thought I was just going to watch a fun movie on a Sunday night. Uh Uh-huh. And it's parable. And it's, it's made by the greatest filmmaker of all time, (laughs) Christopher Nolan? (laughs) What?
1: No. How could this have happened? Where do we all go wrong? Wait, this is the movie people, people missed their lives to go see and Tom Cruise had that really weird video about? Yeah, Tom Cruise was like, love it. Mm. Love it. <laughs> Great. I want Tom Cruise to
0: explain Tenet to me. Please. I want him to sit down and give me a play-by-play of what happened in that movie.
1: You know what I bet you, Seth, is that Tom Cruise sat his ass down in that seat, and the second the movie started, he just he skipped to the end. Like, he he zoned out. He, just, he
0: to- just looked forward for two and a half hours and
1: then hopped out. He used his Lord Xenu power to just like yeah. completely skip that entire experience. No,
0: in that video, real quick, go back and watch it. Notice how fast he leaves the theater.
1: Runs Because he was out. like, he's like, I can't have
0: anyone ask me any questions about what I think about this movie because I will get caught in a lie real quick. Just
1: loved it. And he just tore it out. He did his yep. Tom Cruise run right out of that bitch. Taking two steps at a time out of that motherfucker.
0: Yeah. Um, what I
1: thought was weird about the video, by the way, was the preamble of him going to the theater yeah. in like a motorcade. <laughs> Like, yeah. he's the president.
0: Um, yeah, but we both separately watched Tenet.
1: hmm And it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> so bad. Awful movie. Just wretched is my is my description of it. Yeah,
0: it's... Uh, I don't even... here's the thing. And I'm going to go ahead and before we even talk about... First of all, this is the Illuminous Podcast... Yeah, Um, we talk about politics a lot of times, but sometimes we don't because today we have something more pressing to talk about. Uh A bad movie named Tenet. Before I even get to have my thoughts about this movie, I'm going to go ahead and say I 100 percent guarantee it's Rotten Tomatoes score. It's Metacritic score. It's average review on Letterboxd. All that stuff is entirely based on the fact that it's directed by Christopher Nolan. If any mo- motherfucker, if anybody else directed this movie, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who directed it, if, I can't remember his full name for some reason, it's the most basic name in the world. If Richard Kelly directed this movie, the man who did Donnie Darko, Southland Tales, and the Box, or The Button, whatever it was called, if he made this movie, people would be shitting on it relentlessly. But instead, you get a lot of people who are like, it's, yeah, it's It's good i yeah. I liked it, and I really enjoyed it, and also, I have to go catch a train real quick, <laughs> but I would love to talk about the whole thing, explain all of our theories about it back to uh-huh. back.
1: Hey, Seth, listen, yes, uh, Richard Kelly, in my opinion, should not get this smoke <laughs> because Southland Tales was a better and more comprehensible movie than this. yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say this. I think Richard Kelly is a hitter. Yeah. The
0: fact that he was kicked out of Hollywood for no reason is insane. I think all three of his movies,
1: good. Yep. Every, all of them. Um, like, I was talking to a friend the other night, or I guess today, and I was telling her that I watched uh, Tenet, right? And I was like, oh, yeah. was it. I was like, it's pretty bad. And she was like, oh, yeah, the last movie I saw this year was Sonic the Hedgehog. And I was like, Sonic the Hedgehog is a superior film to this. Now, Sonic the Hedgehog's fun.
0: It, 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 it's fun. Um,
1: yeah, I've seen...
0: I've seen a lot of movies this year, and of the ones that, you know, were even able to be seen. And Tenet is the worst one. Tenet, tenet, here's the thing, whenever, I think me and you have the same idea, whenever we talk about the worst movie of all time, we don't talk about some low-budget movie you find on YouTube, Monos, you know, Troll 2, we don't, those aren't, whatever, they're bad, sure, but they're a product of so many different factors. A movie that is really, really, truly awful, in my opinion, is a movie like Batman vs. Superman, Rise of Skywalker, and this. Because they are made by people, not only directors, but people who are studios, who have budgets and are supposedly competent. And they just fail and fail and fail and fail. That Mm -hmm. is what makes a truly horrible movie, in my opinion.
1: At least with Christopher Nolan, you can blame it all on him, because he is an auteur... He is yes. like I make movies that I want to make myself. So this movie is his disaster, in my opinion. Yep.
0: He's one of the only two directors that is it Warner Brothers gives yeah, final cut to him and Todd Phillips. Gets-
1: wow, that's in Todd Phillips, really? Yes. <laughs> two. Okay, no one I can see. Todd Phillips. I mean, was the Hangover movies really that good?
0: They made money.
1: That's true. And then the Joker made
0: a billion dollars. That's true. So. Or just Joker, I guess.
1: How weird is that, by the way, that Joker made a billion dollars like Yeah, a movie that's I mean, made for incels is
0: just, which I hey, I like the movie, but you cannot tell me that the marketing and the people who are the most in love with it are incels.
1: That's eh, true. I can agree with that part. It
0: it is it's weird. But that those factors are what make this movie entirely Christopher Nolan's fault. And the thing that I, I don't mind like I can still say, Christopher is a great director. Mm-hmm. There are very few directors who have crossover success making populist films that are you know good with audiences and pretty okay with critics. Like that's very very rare. And he's made several Dark Knight, Inception, Interstellar, pretty big crossover hits. So he's a great director. But for some reason, there are so many people who I feel like they are just af- they are just so afraid to think he's made a bad movie. Yeah, and I'm like, you name any great director, they all have. They have some of them have shitters in their filmography
1: because uh, so they can't all be good. Bong Joon Ho.
0: I said some of the greatest. Okay, filmmakers. fair enough. Some like Edgar Wright is one of the examples of the guy who just can't go wrong. You know, it's just you know I'm very excited for his next movie too. But it's so weird people are just defending this movie over and over. I don't know. It 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 is a movie that is so convoluted at every turn. Every bit of dialogue that you can fucking hear, because the audio makes it so atrocious. Every piece of dialogue that is audible is just exposition word soup to explain a premise that is interesting. For I'll give you this: the trailers
1: very interesting. The movie does not capitalize on that at all. The characters to call them two dimensional would be uh, punching it up because they yeah. are. That They are awful. The, the main character is just called the protagonist. He doesn't yep. have a fucking name or a motivation or anything. He just moves from scene to scene because somebody told him to go there and do the thing.
0: Yeah, every... All the characters are flat. I mean, even with some of the good performers in this movie, like Robert Pattinson and Elizabeth Debicki, just flat performances. I mean, I don't you don't get anything. I mean, both of those people have been incredible in movies. And then, I mean... I guess, I guess you're not allowed to say this if, you, if you're in Hollywood, but we're not. John David Washington is not a good actor. I'm sorry. Your dad can be the greatest actor of all time, and he is one of them. But yeah. He's just not good. He's not. I saw Black Klansman, and while I do enjoy that movie, the worst part of it was John David Washington just talking with zero inflection at all times. He never, he never changes his voice. He never seems to be surprised or emotional in any way. And that the, the one that was the absolute worst part of that movie, and then they just were like, "Let's put him in Christopher Nolan's two hundred million dollar fucking mega blockbuster," and he fucking failed. I mean, once again, not that any actor you could have put Denzel Washington in this role would not have saved it at all the movie.
1: But man, is he just one of the flattest performers there is. He's basically the male version of Tara Reid. I can see that. Just like, is Terry
0: you know, Reed connected, or she just she just come out of nowhere? I think she's, she's probably connected. She has. Oh, I'm, I'm talking about because like, the thing about Hollywood is it's so sad when you realize that everyone is related. Yeah. Every, every time you look up someone, uh, go you go deep enough and they're related to some famous producer, or yeah. they're the the kid of some director or something. Everyone, um, and that's how John David Washington. I'm sorry, but it's absolutely nepotism. Mm-hmm. What on earth? would want you to would, would make you want to cast this man other than his dad being denzel
1: and it would not be the first time that somebody got a big role in a movie and did not fucking was not ready for it because their their mom or their dad or somebody was in a position put yeah. to there yeah happens, happens very often here's the thing about this movie okay is it makes no goddamn fucking sense no whatsoever because the no. cens- for everyone out there who has not seen it we're gonna get a spoiler territory here for a minute
0: if, I mean, if we can even spoil it, honestly. I don't know what you can spoil in this
1: movie. The conceit of the film is that they have invented a technology in the future that can invert the entropy of objects. Which basically yes. is just a fancy way of saying they move backwards in time. Yeah. But it doesn't ever even come close to trying to make sense. Because it's like, the first time you see it, right? You see a little bullet hole in a, in a little bit of, of the wall. And the protagonist is looking at it, his actual fucking name, and some guy was like, I'm going to kill you. And then all of a sudden, like, like, dust flows up into the hole and the bullet pulls out of the hole and through the guy who's going to shoot him and into a bullet of somebody who shot it or in the gun of somebody who shot it. My question for you, dear audience, is when did that bullet appear in the wall? How did it get there to begin with? Yeah. From, from, the, from a non-inverted person's perspective, when did that hole appear? Exactly. If a,
0: if it's truly traveling backwards through time, it would have had to have always been there, or never be there. Right. There's no. There's no. You can't just. You can't just say, "Oh, it, it appears when the character looks at it." That's not how time works. You can't claim to have some weird high concept sci fi bullshit and not execute it. You can't because things in this. That's how things in this movie interact. It's like when the protagonist looks at them, things start happening in reverse. That right. that's how things start in every scene.
1: And I know that some out there will be like, well, here's how it works. Here's the explanation. Listen, motherfucker. If you can't explain it to the audience in a, in a concise, understandable way, you have failed at movie making. you failed exactly. to do the, your job. And, and But at this kind of movie making, because if it's a movie like
0: Primer, which is an indie movie that I did have to go on the internet and look up, oh, this is how it works. It's a bit different because it's an indie film that is, you know, made to be a little bit scientifically complex. Christopher Nolan makes populist films. That is the thing. And is as complex as you want to claim Inter- Interstellar and Inception are, the movie pretty pretty well lays out what's going on, which is one of the reasons Chris Nolan is a great director. Yeah. Those two movies, you know, could be handled carelessly and not explained very well, which is what Tenet is. You can't make a movie on this scale for what is supposed to be a worldwide audience and have this many questions up in the air. When, it, when it's yeah. about literally the central... If, if there's some hanging plot somewhere we can think about. That's different. But this is the central conceit of the movie, the thing that I'm supposed to find the most interesting. Because let me tell you, the characters aren't interesting, the settings aren't very interesting, and the fucking art thievery isn't interesting at all. No. So if the if that, if the
1: cool thing isn't interesting, <laughs> then why am I in my fucking seat? I don't get it. It's, it's bizarre and... I, it's just like again there was somebody who would be like we're well, not smart enough to get it and i said and i'm like well okay sure maybe that's true but i would say that i represent in this case an average audience member yeah. and, and the thing is in the movie they don't try that scientist lady he's like wait a minute how does it work and she's like don't think about it don't try to literally she says that she's like don't
0: don't worry about it things are going to be in reverse for the rest of this movie don't worry about how it happened or when or whatever you show that he's actually doing all the stuff in reverse don't worry about it. Why sometimes he has, he has this air tank and other times some people don't.
1: All this shit. Don't worry about it. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's going to happen. Enjoy the movie. Well, at about the 19 minute mark, the protagonist asks the question, well, does this mean that free will doesn't exist? And you could replace the next two and a half hours of the movie with a big title card that just says, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you would be golden. You've gotten the point. Yep. And also, this is unpopular to say, I know, because Christopher Doyle is considered one of the great directors, but this movie, like all his movies, I'm not sure why he's so obsessed with showing it in, like, IMAX 3D, because his movies look flat. There's no color, no spectacles that happen on the screen in terms of color. Like, the last battle of this movie takes place in what looks like the Call of Duty developers gave up on making a map. It's yeah. nothing. Seth, did you, this big battle, did you see a single enemy soldier?
0: yeah I didn't know where the the enemies were were they fighting
1: themselves from back in time i don't I, I don't I don't get any of that like it should be cool right there's two teams one that's inverted going backwards and one that's normal going forwards and they meet and sort of have a skirmish against the same foe that should be cool but it you don't it's not it's just random yeah. things blowing up in a cod battlefield
0: and there are scenes, like if if I'm pretending that I think the premise is Cool and understandable. There are several scenes in the movie that are executed very well, like the when they are in the, the doing the art heist or whatever, and then the the car chase scene. Mm-hmm. Scene that both the of that are pretty cool. They're well choreographed and they're well edited. I can imagine editing this movie would be hard as fuck, and those yeah. guys deserve their money. But it, that's all. It's all in a vacuum. It's like if you show me the scene, I'd be like, "Damn, that's that's fucking cool." Yeah. But if you sh- and then the movie around it is just bad, and I do. The thing about Nolan shooting on film is, I don't entirely agree with you that there's no color. I just think that the what people who shoot on film want to achieve, the color they want to achieve, I think Nolan does that very well. It doesn't look like all these other movies that ever that you know we we make and are shot on digital. And I think that shooting on digital is fine. I'm not some weird purist who thinks you have to shoot on film and you know like Nolan is. Um, so the movie his movies a lot like if you look at The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight has some incredible shots. And it, there's there's scenes when you're looking especially the very first scene when you're looking over the city where yeah the colors aren't vibrant but it looks like a it
1: looks like a city, you know? Mm-hmm. And it looks like it looks like it grit and all that. To me that's actually the point where his movies drop off. Because yeah. the dark, or sorry, Batman Begins, that shit looks like Gotham City. There's weird, crazy, gothic architecture and steam coming yeah. out of weird vents. But from then on, he got full control, and it looks like Chicago, right? Or, yeah, because
0: he shot in Chicago. and that It was... just
1: looks like that.
0: And then uh, the weirdest thing to me, so yeah, Batman Begins, it looks like Gotham, which is cool. The Dark Knight, which is undoubtedly his best movie, he does, he does, he does get to shoot it in Chicago, and it just looks like Chicago, who gives a shit. You know he doesn't. He doesn't care anymore. But then for the Dark Knight Rises, they switch cities.
1: Yeah, New York. They what? shoot it
0: in. Um, huh? Wasn't it I think it Brooklyn.
1: Right. Well, Brooklyn's in New York.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's where they like, they switch. Okay. I'm like, what am I? What is the point of all of this? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I think he gets up his own ass a lot. Once it, I mean,
1: well, like he intent he's good at his job. In Tenet, what is the color palette of London? Black. Gray, white. What's the color palette of Mumbai? Black, yeah. gray, orange. Oh my god! Yeah, and not even orange, but like a, honestly,
0: kind of like a dark brown that kind of yeah. fades into orange.
1: And that last scene, like, I can't, I cannot stress this enough, people. It is gray, it is brown, and there's some white. And that is all the colors you get in that fucking scene. And yeah. It's crazy. And also, this is an unwritten rule of movies like this. When you have jet setting super spies and secret agents, you can't. Go back to locations unless it's the end of the film. Because you can't go just bounce back and forth to London and Mumbai. Show me the rest of the world. Like you got all this shit. Go somewhere else. Like yeah. what are you doing in this movie?
0: Yeah. I don't know. I was I was ready to give up five minutes in, honestly. Yeah. And I know that's that, that, that maybe that's just a color map the rest of the movie for me, but I think beginnings are an important thing. And I've turned around on movies, I've hated them in the beginning and kinda of turned around on them. This wasn't one of those films. I think that this is not the movie that Christopher Nolan should have asked people to die on a hill for. Nope. because he just needs to take the money from this one and hope. I mean, he'll still get he'll get as many projects as he wants. He has a blank check. Make something different. You're not going to get your Jane, You're not going to get to make James Bond, Chris. They're, the Broccoli family will not do it. So do something else.
1: If this was your audition for a James Bond film, you failed. Like you fucked yeah, real bad. Honestly. I don't care. If Carrie Fukunawa can fuck up even harder, it doesn't matter. You, you have really screwed the pooch on this one. And it's like, to me, Tidit is the setting of Inception plus the time travel-ish elements of Interstellar. Like, it's men in suits sitting around in, like, fancy-looking rooms, and then, like, time travel happens. But they never even call it time yeah. travel.
0: Yeah, and the the criticism is just keep running in on Chris Rowland not being able to make female characters because like i said i mean if i was gonna if i'm casting somebody to to be interesting to be a, a you know the female lead of a movie and i, I get elizabeth debicki i'm fucking i'm using that because that's a mm-hmm. great actress and man does she just get nothing to do
1: with this movie yeah and Miss DeBickey debicki if you're listening and i assume you are a miss uh you can always contact me on twitter at uh, mc surf okay uh, you okay. tall beautiful giraffe of a woman okay. uh, um but no, you're right, because there's two film two characters in the movie, and one of them is a scientist who has five minutes on screen, if that, yeah. and Debicki gets nothing. And there's like one extra lady who gives some instructions at one point in the movie. That's Oh, it. yeah, the Indian lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 not the
0: Indian lady. Her too, which is actually pretty cool. I'm going to talk about her in a second. There's, when they're like, when he's about to go back in time or something, there's some lady who's like, pull oh, this jacket. Oh, the,
1: the, the military lady, yeah, who's yeah, part yeah, of the yeah. unit or whatever. But yeah, I
0: was watching this movie with my wife, and my wife is from India, she's watched a lot of um, Indian, Bollywood movies, all those things. And when she saw the Indian actress, she was like,
1: "I think I know that lady,
0: but I don't. Maybe she's not the one." Because a lot of times in American movies, Indian characters are played by American Indian actors, people who primarily have lived in America and do work in America and Canada. And but then she went on IMDb and she found out that it was, actually is a, a actual Bollywood actress who normally plays like you know the the nagging mom in movies. And in this movie, she
1: got to kind of play like a
0: you know high powered CEO. The secret, the secret
1: brains of an operation. Yeah,
0: um, so that's kind of a, that's kind of a cool move. You get an actual, you know, Bollywood actress. Uh-huh. Give them, let them get out of their range for a little bit. So that, I'll give them props for that. They they did they did go all out on that one.
1: I did like that there was a lot of actors who they didn't recognize. Yeah, that's true. Um,
0: the villain the, didn't know who the fuck he was. And also, what 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 was Robert Pattinson in this movie? Why 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 even cast him? Alexander Diggory. Yeah, why, why was he in this movie? He's, a,
1: he's one of the greatest actors of our generation, and he does nothing. Hey, you, know, you know who he is. You know who he is. He's River Song from Doctor Who.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying.
1: Because in the movie, this is the end of his life. At the end of it, sorry, he dies. But yeah. it's the beginning of his meeting with the protagonist, and then they—it's ca- just like, okay, so you just took that from Doctor Who, or okay, maybe I'll—I'll I'll give you credit, Noah. Maybe you came up on your own. I don't know. Yeah. That's all I can think of when it was happening. Also, that last little bit where they're talking and the protagonist like calls to him three fucking separate times,
0: and it's, he's always like. This is the beginning of my end, and the beginning of your beginning, and now we're gonna go get the beginning of the. Other. And I, he just he just says so many fucking time words mm-hmm. in the last five minute conversation, and I was I was so mad.
1: Also, can we talk real quick about the villain and his motivation?
0: Oh yeah, the villain of this movie, man, what an interesting character. I had so many, it really,
1: really shaped pretty well, I gotta say. The movie came dangerously close at points to making me care about him. And then each time it was like, no, actually. I honestly forgot who the villain was several times throughout the movie. I can't tell you his name, but he's a Russian guy. Yeah. Uh, And, okay, well, he's not really the primary driver of of the antagonistic action. That's actually people from the future that you never see or meet, but he's acting on their behalf. And apparently, this is my understanding of the villain's plot. There is an algorithm. Now, Seth, you're a computer guy. I don't think algorithms are metal bits you stick together like a crankshaft. Is that correct? Yeah,
0: I was shocked that that was their on-screen representation of an algorithm. (laughs) That was like CSI cyber levels of bad. Yeah, I... Hey, maybe there's some scientist out there who knows more than me and this is how algorithms actually work. But I'm a dumb guy who knows a little bit of algorithms and that... I, I didn't get it. I, I didn't understand. Is that, is that like how you have to baby the audience? Oh, the algorithm is actually a bunch of pieces of metal. You got to put them together like Exodia. Why not call the device? Yeah, just anything. Why does it have to be an algorithm?
1: Call what? it, you know, a flux capacitor. It doesn't matter. Just yeah. give it a name. But their plan is to use this algorithm to invert the entire planet at once, which would destroy the world, as they say, But will yeah. some, but will somehow save them? And the protagonist, at one point, they even talk about the grandfather paradox, and the response, once again, is, don't worry about it. Yeah, don't
0: don't worry about it. Here's exactly what it is, but don't don't even think about it at all. Mm-mm. And that's another thing, is the entire time, there's so many scenes where the Russian dude is either talking to Elizabeth Debicki or to John David Washington, and he's always like, D- I'm gonna end the world. And then the entire time, I was like, I was like is he? I, I, don't, I don't feel any threat. But the movie, because it's so convoluted, I was unable to feel threatened or on the edge of my seat by anything.
1: I didn't understand anything was happening after no. a certain point. One, once he goes through the inversion machine himself to go back, nothing makes sense anymore. Like, that whole highway scene was incomprehensible. The the, the thing where he shoots her in the fucking other side of the wall, of that made any sense. Nothing yeah. made sense.
0: Yeah. Once again, a lot of well-directed scenes. Not gonna take that away from them. A lot of good action. But fuck fuck if this movie made any sense. And I don't even you can come after us all you want. I don't give a shit. This movie is bad. Christian Ola made a bad movie. It is something all almost all great directors do. So
1: get over it. I'm sure his next one will be fine. This wasn't it. Also, this movie commits two big sins of storytelling. Yes. Uh, which is well really just one, but it's two instances of it, which is do not tell me rules about things if those rules never come up. Because at one point, they tell him he can never interact with his uninverted self. Because if they meet or touch, they'll mutually annihilate. Okay? That's a pretty common sci-fi or time travel trope, right? He has a whole ass a fight with himself.
0: Yes. They fight for several minutes, two times in the movie. Yeah. And the only time that it's like, I guess referenced, is when Robert Pattinson's character sees that it's the past one, or the future one, And just, like, lets him get away. Yeah. I'm like, that would... That would be a good example of the rule if the fucking fight scene hadn't already happened Mm -hmm. where they just tussle for, you know, five minutes.
1: And also, there's another rule, which if you're going into the turnstile machine that makes you go backwards, if you don't see yourself on the other side of the wall coming out of it or going into it on that side, don't go in. Because it means you didn't make it. That never comes up. That never happens in the film. Nope.
0: And... And the first turnstile scene, which is the movie, the one they use in the trailer, like the trailer that came out like two years ago, it's just John David Washington just like touching the wall or whatever. I I, I just I just didn't give a shit. I was like, this is so. And it, obviously, it's the one that we're talking about already, but it's just so convoluted. I was like, this. I don't know. The turnstile thing was so stupid to me, like because the reason you mentioned, well, they're in the two rooms. I, they they never try to make a cool move out of it. Like, oh yeah, you got to do this, so this will happen. Yeah. No, it's just they go in.
1: Also, they make a big deal about Debicki getting shot by an inverted bullet. This is going to kill her, right? But yeah. like John David Washington's character, when they're going to the airport again, he starts bleeding from his arm and you watch as he in the past or whatever, unshoots himself. Why wasn't he in a terrible dire straits? Why did he heal after being unshot by himself in the future? But she's yeah. dying.
0: And why is the inverted bullet so, ba- so bad? It's a bullet.
1: Right. You don't, you're not changing the properties of it. You're changing how it interacts with time. It just, y'all, it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. And, and you, remember the, you remember the highway scene, the car chase scene? Yes. Remember how awful the music sounds in that scene? Yes. Well, when you watch it, you know, of course, inverted, the song plays correctly and it sounds good. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, great, clever. Why did they make a song that sounded good forwards and backwards? Yeah, that,
0: Nintendo did it with the fucking Skyward Sword trailer. Yep. Do it here. You have a million dollars and one of the greatest music producers of all time. Make a song that sounds good two ways. Yeah. It was I, I was like, what what it, and then I would play backwards like, oh, okay,
1: but it's not impossible to no. do this the other way. Um I felt like it was a waste of my time. This entire movie was no. a waste of my time.
0: Also, we should mention real quick the amount of time that it takes, which is two and a half hours. Yeah. In yeah. which Two and a half hours of it are incomprehensible.
1: And we also mentioned we didn't pay for this movie, so don't worry, folks. We didn't go to the theater. Oh, no. Didn't no, risk no. our lives to go see this movie. No, no, no. no, no, no. no. Um, and former, or not, I
0: shouldn't say former, past guest on this show, uh, Ben, the guy who wrote a theme song, he
1: did go to a theater to see it and risked his life. And guess what? He didn't like it either. <laughs> so... Tells you something. Imagine if you went to the theater and saw this movie and you caught COVID and you died and you realized that you died that was, to go see this movie. Yeah, the last movie you get to see is Tenet. God almighty, dude. I just like, I could talk all day about how bad this movie is for how many reasons it is. But like, we sure
0: Owen is still batting point. It just got released in India and he made a whole video about, oh, Indian, you know, citizens, go see Tenet now. And I'm like, fuck, no. This movie could come out with no pandemic, perfect weather, Go see a movie, time, w- I would. I wouldn't recommend it to a soul. Yeah.
1: No. Like imagine the alternate 2020 where the the pangolin never shit on that bat or whatever, and no one ever ate it, and COVID never happened, and this would come out on time. I would. I would have watched in a the theater and been like, "That was garbage." Yeah. And. Why did I waste I, my
0: time? I don't know. I I hated it. I think it, it's so fucking bad. Um, but it, it. I think it worked out pretty well because just to spite. Christopher Nolan, Warner Brothers has decided they're releasing their slate, or as of now, mm-hmm. the current line is they are releasing their slate of 2021 movies, including Dune and uh, Kong vs. Godzilla, uh, to at HBO Max while they're in theaters. Yeah. So people can avoid going to theaters if they would like. And people are upset. Yeah. For, For lots are of they-
1: reasons. Well, yeah, for, there's a lot of reasons. One of the things is, how does this work with getting people getting paid? Because the box office cut is a big deal for a lot of people. Yeah.
0: So that is, that's a lot of things. The financials of it all, God, they don't make any sense. I read an article today about some guys who are like, you know, old time Hollywood producers who like have their own little article and they, they could make heads or tails of it. They're like, we don't know what the what this, what's going to happen when all this goes down. But there's a couple of things about this announcement um, is, one, it's a bit of a good thing because I'll say this, and I'm, I'm stealing this take from uh, some critic I saw on, on the internet, is that at the beginning, at the end of 2019, I, I, you know, if you ask me, how do you want to see a new movie, I would say in a the theater. No doubt. For sure. But 2020 has kind of proven to me that that's still mostly true. I think 80% of movies... That I do want to see every year, I would like to see in a the theater. But then I was like, I was thinking about some of the movies that came out this year that went straight to streaming, like Trolls World Tour or uh King of Staten Island. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I don't know if I need to be in a the theater to see those movies. Yeah. So I see I see some value in it. Dune and Kong vs. Godzilla, I wanna see in a theater, Hell no yeah. doubt. As long as it's safe. Which is why I'm fine with movies getting pushed until it's safe. I don't have any problem with that. Which is co- which brings the, the other point is that, and this is not unpopular. I mean, movies in theaters are, while some people say it's dying, are still a very popular way to see movies. Movies make a lot of money in theaters. Um, there, and I'm sure you've experienced this too. I have lots of people I talk to who are like, I hate movie theater. I'd rather just watch movies at home. I hate it. And those people are rejoicing, and they're like, yay, theaters will be dead. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if theaters die, movies will die. Mm-hmm. Net- not everyone can do what Netflix does. Netflix can't do what Netflix does for much longer. No. If n- money doesn't just start sprouting out of trees.
1: I mean, I'm happy with these people. I mean, I, I do – I'm glad that you can watch movie at home. That's, that should be a thing. In in an ideal world, the theater would not be needing to generate profit because we wouldn't worry about profit, Right. You yeah. could release a movie on streaming and theaters at the same time, or whatever, and everyone would be happy. That will be a thing we could do. But the way it works now is, if there's no theaters,
0: <laughs> I mean, it's just, there's a lot less money. Yeah, and with less and, money, sadly, a lot of art isn't going to get created.
1: And they're going to compensate for it by making you pay twenty goddamn dollars to watch a movie one time on streaming.
0: Yes, which is which, the current model where you, you go on Amazon and you want to watch some movie that's supposed to be in theaters, and it's you know twenty to thirty dollars. To watch one of these movies, which, I mean, sure, if you're saying that a movie ticket on average is like $10 and you could be watching this movie with your whole family, you know, that would be $40 in a theater, $20 at home. Fuck all that math. It is Mm -hmm. insane because a lot of people, there's some people who aren't like that. There's some people who like are just single, alone people who just want to watch a movie and they're paying like twice up to three times as much as they would for like a matinee showing of this movie. Yeah. So the prices are crazy, um, yeah, so however Taylor's I don't gonna, see a way for a blockbuster movie to get released at home without that price tag
1: yeah like 10 is going to come out on streaming on December 15th and they said it was going to cost twenty four ninety nine to rent this fucking movie yeah, and I was like which, not on your life yeah which by the way we actually... He was wrong. We did pay to see this movie. We are not pirates.
0: We watched it then and we're inverted now. Yeah. <laughs> so we watched it when it came out. We we both paid for it and now we're here. Our money to came back in our wallets. Is. We're good. Yeah, exactly. So the everything's COVID fine. left our
1: lungs. <laughs> yeah. We're fine. Yeah. This whole podcast is going to be backwards. Oh, yeah, man. It's going to be weird for people. But... But yeah, it's like... It's like... Do you think this is the death of the theater? No. No.
0: I... But but here's the thing. You, you're talking to me. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty much going to say no no matter what. Because my heart can't say yes to this question. Because once again, like I said, I if theaters die, movies are going to go with it. It'll be very hard to make a movie with any substantial budget without theaters. Um, so that's why I don't think theaters can die. Because, you know, I need movies. The thing... That is more troubling with all this to me is that I don't think movie theaters are going to die, but I think that who owns them and who distributes movies is going to change after for 2020 because companies like Regal and AMC are hanging on by a thread, which by the way, we talk as if movie theaters aren't even fucking open. They are open mm-hmm. the movie theater. I go to, I used to go to all the time is open. And God, I wish there was not Corona right now because they are playing. They're just playing old, like classic movies now. They're playing. I mean, not old, but they're like during Thanksgiving weekend. They had Knives Out playing wow. the theater. I, was, I saw that movie in theaters three fucking times, and I would have gone to see it again.
1: They that Rose was a awesome. Lost Ark here, and I was like, man, they, I'm yeah, glad they had see
0: that. They had Indiana the Jones playing stuff. That, stuff they would never do without a pandemic, which I wish they would because I would yeah. love to see some of these movies in theaters again. It happens very rarely. But yeah, back to the point is that because these companies are hanging on by thread, who is already talking about buying theaters? Amazon, Disney, uh, fucking, I think like AT and T or somebody like wanted to get it on this fucking money. Netflix
1: actually talked ne- about Netflix.
0: It. Netflix has a couple theaters already, yeah. and they want they want to do more of that. And I mean, what is that going to look like? Like if let's say Disney buys the AMC that I always go to. And, you know, obviously they're going to play Disney movies. And then, are they? will they play Warner Brothers movies? Will they play Sony movies? Of course they will. Yeah. But are those tickets going to cost more? Well, if I go to see a Warner Brothers movie at a Disney theater, are they going to make the price 5 $6 more for me to see that movie? Maybe. I
1: mean, um, are they going to control the content of what they put in their theaters? Like, a disney brand of theater might be showing a right movies.
0: Exactly. Will Quentin Tarantino's movies be played in a Disney theater? Yeah. Um... Those are those are all questions because, yeah, with well, the current state of theaters, um, I know Regal has already like has been doom and gloom lately. You know, they they basically said that if No Time to Die didn't get released in twenty twenty, they would they would be dead.
1: And that's not gonna Selling stock to try and keep afloat until COVID relief comes, and guess what? It ain't coming. No, it's not. Um, and
0: yeah, I once again more than most people. In this country, I want theaters to be safe and I want them to be open and playing
1: new or old movies. Um but that's not gonna happen right now. Seth, Tenet has the answer. A little face mask and your own personal supply of oxygen.
0: That's true. That's true. Um and yeah, Tenet is a movie that for better or worse, made some theater money this sh- I mean. Entirely for worse, but it did make some theater revenue this year.
1: Was like seventeen million dollars.
0: Yeah, um, I think overseas because those a lot of places that are handling COVID better. It'll make more money, which is good for them, but bad because they have to watch tenant to do it.
1: Yeah, why well, um, China could say this whole goddamn movie really.
0: Yeah, so yeah, it it's a weird scenario because I don't want theaters to die. I don't think theaters can die, but the landscape could look a lot different once once the the vaccine or whatever is going to change the way you see theaters. Because there's two things. There's uh, I, I follow a lot of movie Twitter people, and there's two things going to happen. One, theaters can reopen. No one gives a shit. Oh, movies are on HBO Max. I don't care anymore. I don't have to be there. Two, people are like, hell yes, I can finally go back to a fucking theater and watch a movie, and people flock to it. We don't know which one's going to happen yet. Because at back when we for some odd reason thought that corona would just be over in like july or august Mm -hmm. they were slating to move wonder woman 1984 to be whatever weekend uh theaters are safe again they were like that's when we'll move this movie to because either that's gonna boom or bust and you know we'll be the movie to find out but they haven't done that now they're actually they're Wonder woman was the first movie to get is going to get released on hbo max before it gets released on or while it's in theaters um so there's that. It could, boom. I mean, I'll be there as soon as it's safe. I'll be in, in a seat. I'll see fucking five movies a day. I'll pump as much money into the fucking Hollywood machine as I can because they have never steer me wrong. And it's all, it's all run by great people who are, you know, upstanding citizens. But I'll be there. And I hope
1: a lot of other people are too. Yeah, I don't know when theaters will be safe again. I don't know if we're going to fucking be done with this pandemic. I don't, I mean, it seems like people are even saying now, go ahead and throw 2021 in the trash because there won't be enough vaccine to get everybody to the level we need to be at. So I don't know, man, it's rough. And I don't want it to be that way. I'm like you, I love theaters, the experiencing movies with other people that I don't know even like strangers. I'm fine with it. I love the energy that comes into a theater. People are there and I want to go back to it. And it's so, it just sucks so bad. This is what ha- because we could not get our shit together for like a month. This is what has to happen. And this is the yeah. way it is. And I mean, sure, I'll watch the new movies on HBO or whatever, but I don't. It won't be the same. I see. And that's in not a the theater. thing. it's now, like, let's
0: say that, like, let's say Dune releases next October, and there's still no vaccine, we still can't go see theaters. I don't even have the option to wait for it to one day be in a theater, maybe, because I have to watch Dune when it comes out. Otherwise, what everyone else talk about it, and I'll I'll just be sitting in the the mud. I'll be sitting in the sand dunes.
1: There's no spoilers,
0: <laughs> huh? There's no spoilers. There could be.
1: You know what happens in the book?
0: But what if he, well, they change some things? What if they're just like a really good performance? Or what if there's like... He better fucking not. But like, what if, you know, the effects and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I, cool. I got you. I can't... The thing is, I can't not see it. Mm-hmm. Um, And then that's the thing is like, you know, let's say they release it in October. Theater's not even safe until like, let's just say a month or two later. Will they ever even put it back in a the theater? Or they just go shelve it and be like, oh, it's on HBO Max. Go watch it there, you fucking idiot.
1: Maybe. Was it going to come out like December of this year? Yeah, it was going to come out. Uh, yeah, December. I'm so mad that it was delayed till October. Okay, maybe they're doing some more post production stuff on. I mean, it's taking longer to do the the that, the, the post on the visuals. I just I'm just so mad. It's going to be like so much further in the future if I can see Dune. Yeah. Do you think they're going to try and appeal
0: to audiences by making the worm hot? <laughs>
1: Well, I've seen that worm. Let me go ahead and tell you, uh, Miss Worm, if you're out there, go ahead and hit me up on M- uh, MC Surf on Twitter. And, what do you do uh, if you have two DMs, one from the Bicky, one from the Worm? What do you go for? <laughs> That's a tough choice, man. I have to flip a coin. Okay, <laughs> good to know. But uh, but yeah, it's like it, uh, here's the here's my question though. So yeah. we kind of got a preview of of, of a version of the strategy. Uh, I think the HBO is not going to cost anything extra. Is it to watch the movies, or is it going to be like a also twenty dollar charge? I don't know yet.
0: I think because what. What I think they've said is that they're going to release the movie on HBO Max for a week. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be in theaters at the same time. And then, you know, once it would regularly come to streaming is when it'll come back to HBO Max.
1: That is so um, weird. Why even do that?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't get that at all. I'm kind of, I don't, fuck if I know. Um,
1: because to watch Mulan earlier this year, you had to have Disney Plus already. And What yeah. was it $20? goddamn It was $30. $30 for, for Mulan, yeah. Um, what the fuck?
0: So yeah, I don't know. I actually don't know how the HBO Max is going to work, but the reason I said as of now, yeah. you know, ten minutes ago when we start talking about this is that there's already litigation um, going forward to see if if they're even going to be allowed to do this because apparently yeah. some of the studios were told thirty minutes before the announcement went out that that's how the movie Dune and Congresses uh, Godzilla specifically are two of the movies that they were not even given any. You notice that this is how they're going to do it. So it could be fought. It could be um, turned down and not not do that, which I'm also fine with. But I do, like I said at the very beginning of this, I do kind of think there is a class of movie that I would like to watch, but I don't think I have to go to a theater to see it. And 2020 was a good year for those kind of movies. I might I might not have gone to a theater to watch Freaky, which I still haven't watched, but I plan to. Mm-hmm. But I can watch it at home, and that's fine. And I, I I don't know. I think that and of course you already have that like with, with movies that come to Netflix and all that. That's how they work. They just come to your home. You don't fucking worry about it. But not every movie's on Netflix, not every movie's a Netflix original, blah blah blah, whatever. So yeah, I think there there's two types of movies and I want to watch one in theaters and I don't want to watch the other one in theaters. And I I don't know how that, like, because once again, that's all personal. Like, it's not like Hollywood's going to come ask me what movie I want to see in theaters. Mm-hmm. But I am open to some more options to that kind of stuff.
1: But my question is <clears throat> will we see other studios following suit? Like, is Disney finally going to bite the fucking bullet and put Black Widow on Disney Plus? That movie's fucking done. Yeah, they should. That movie was supposed to be out months and months and months ago. Supposed May. to be out like May. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's been done. So why not? Like, what do you? What are? What is Disney? I mean, of course, it's a Marvel movie. Whatever, but you Disney and Disney
1: posted their first loss in
0: fucking a million years. The other day, years, yeah. who gives a shit? They still have so much money.
1: Yeah, the MCU is kind of dead, isn't it? I wouldn't say so. Like Spider-Man: Far From Home came out after you know what was called Infinity War, Endgame, or Endgame, and then we were supposed to have Black Widow, I guess, but it didn't have it because of COVID. But like, there's just nothing. There's no news. All the movies are coming out apparently. Like, it's just- well, they
0: pushed so many of them because Immortals or Eternal was supposed to come out pretty soon. I think it was supposed to come out this year. Yeah, and then um, Shang Chi was going to come out in February, which has are once again are you been finished um, filming? I think they're editing it now, um, mm-hmm. so it'll be something that's ready to put out. Um, there's a lot of movies that are making. I mean, of course, Black Panther Two is getting indefinitely fucking uh, pushed out, and I don't even know. I don't even know how they're going to do that movie. I honest. heard they're
1: going to have his sister take over with Black Panther in the comics, but she went yeah. fully anti-vax on yeah, Twitter recently.
0: Anti-vax, so whether
1: rewrite that script one more time um yeah i don't know what's going on marvel it just seems like it's dead to me like it's just like like in game happened and then far from home and then like covid kind of was part of it but even after even after far from home it didn't seem like there was a whole lot of juice left you know
0: all right i think it's weird i think that um i think they should have been more proactive and had the shows coming out because i know wandavision is supposed to come out pretty soon and then like falcon and winter soldiers out as well, but I think that's what has even the fucking Star Wars sucks now. But that's what's kind of kept Star Wars afloat is that The Mandalorian is out and that we're you know people are all watching it, you know, week after week. That's pretty good. So yeah. It's still in the conversation, but yeah, Marvel just because they rely so much on the cinema, the movie, movie theater experience, they just because I mean we were going to have like two or three Marvel movies this year. Really. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, we got a Marvel movie and we're not talking about it. We got one. It came out in theaters alongside Tenet.
1: Oh yeah, of course. We new got Mutants. the New
0: Mutants.
1: So how like, I want to watch? You can't. Why not?
0: You said you can.
1: Oh, I, I thought you couldn't.
0: No, you can. Uh. Um, but yeah, so I think that's kind of why they're out of the conversation. But that's how a lot of movies are like, I mean, No Time to Die won't come out for you know another year. James Bond is is just sitting there. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just how movies. It's just what movies are this year.
1: Also going way back to the conversation. You said that you have to see Dune. Like, you can't not see Dune. Yeah. Well, I have another thing kind of like that. I ha- I can't not play Cyberpunk 2077 when it comes out in about two days. I can. You're, you're really going to wait? Are you going to skip it?
0: For now, at least. I'm
1: having too much fun with Destiny 2. I don't think I need another game right now. Because I said I've been watching some of the early uh, leaks, and let me tell you, the game don't look good. The game looked like I need a couple of other months, maybe a year or more. Of polishing because there is some shit in this game that I have seen that makes me extremely questionable uh, about what's been going on.
0: Yeah, um, come the same here. I've the fact that CDPR. I know they're trying to like shroud the game because you know it's the, one of the most hyped games of all time. The fact that they're not letting reviewers use footage. Like I mean, I never watch IGN reviews and I watch their Cyberpunk review. And the guy was like, oh yeah, CD Projekt Red wouldn't let me use any of my uh, in-game footage, so I just have to use all these cutscenes, but just trust me, I played the game. And then, and then near the end of the review, he's like, yeah, but by the way, there's like tons of bugs. He's like, I didn't, I couldn't go a full half hour without a fucking bug coming up that, you know, could maybe make me reload a save or some crap and all this stuff. And of course, they still gave it a 9 out of 10, but whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's that's what I've heard. I've heard that I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to litigate games journalism here because that's <laughs> been a problem for a lot of people but it seems like there are some critics out there much like um with last of us part two who are like yeah maybe this game isn't great like maybe it's not the greatest game of all time and we should kind of face that it's the tenet of video games <laughs> it's like it's not like, we we really hyped it up and hey it's not well, Tenet is bad. I'm sure yeah. twenty seventy-seven is much better than Tenet. But some people are being realist. They're like, yeah, this is a video game. It's mm-hmm. gonna have problems. And it does. And I think people I mean, people are already so mad that like GameSpot gave it a seven out of ten. And I'm like, why first of all, why did you look at GameSpot's review of video game in 2020? Are you that bored? Yeah. And second of all Maybe he is a seven out of 10. maybe Cape Spot's right. who knows? why are you so mad about a game you have not played?:
1: Because their their identity has become bound up in this in this movie yeah. being And It's, it's being like being. Tenet. People w- there are some people who will,
0: even if they have zero fun playing 2077, they are going to say it's great.
1: Yeah. No, no matter what.: I mean, I watched a video earlier of a guy just fighting a regular enemy dumping rounds into his skull. And you know damage numbers flashing up, but the guy was not even like flinching. And I was like, "Is this what we want? Is this? Do we want bullet sponge enemies again in 2020? Like seriously?" And the graphics on the on the PS4 look bad. Like it is, it can't keep up. It can't load textures in fast enough. It just yeah, seems, it like, seems like they
0: should have just cut the past generation off. That's what a lot of people. A lot of reviewers. Just, like the reviewer for IGN was like, "I played this on a 3080, one of the best graphics card you can possibly have, and it had trouble rendering some of this shit." He's like, "I cannot imagine what the past generations are going to do with the, with this game."
1: The reason why you can't do that, because there are 165 million systems out there that run that, that are those. Yeah, and you want to sell them your game, and plus you can think, Little will buy it again," right on PS5 or xbox series x or whatever we'll do it again and plus they can't even if they had the money they can't buy ps5 because there's no one stock is so low but it's just like it feels to me like kind of the same problem with tenant in my opinion in that instead of rushing us out the door and making us you know play it you should have taken some more time and also not have worked your employees this is the what you should learn from this lesson is that if you crunch people they turn in subpar work not a reflection on their skill or their talent but the, the reflection on management being yeah. bad.
0: There's only so much uh, even a highly skilled person can do in a single day mm-hmm. before they just can't do anymore.
1: Like work efficiency, according to studies, drops off after 50 hours. You'll work 100? Like, yes. Just, of course you're going to have this, turn in, this stuff turned in.
0: And man, we've, I mean, we've talked about it so many times. People are so mad that our viewers are even mentioning this. Like, how come you you can't mention something that isn't the game in the review? Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe they work their employees to death, but that, there's nothing wrong with that. That's how business works. They were all paid for it. And I'm like, you don't un, you don't understand. You obviously don't work in a job where this is a problem. Maybe you might be a fucking 17 year old kid who doesn't have a job yet, but that's not that's not right. You can't work with people like that, no matter what their fucking job is.
1: Listen, kid, when you grow up and get a, get a real job, get some life experience, you're turning to a socialist too
0: yeah work, work whatever job you do whatever it is work a hundred hours in a week and tell me you fucking liked it yeah tell me you did your best work in a hundred
1: hours a week even if you got paid for it i guarantee yeah. you you would hate that money you got fuck that yeah. it's not worth it and and to me this all just is a thing that represents sort of like where we're at in terms of of labor rights this is it's not america obviously this is over in, in poland or whatever but uh and, and not only that, the, the callousness you see from, like you said, from gamers saying, like, oh, yeah, I'd gladly, you know, drop down and lick the boots of Mr. Rockstar if I got to work on GTA 6 or whatever for 100 hours a week. I'm like, no, you fucking wouldn't, first of all. Like, and that's how yeah. they get you. They make you think that it's like you're a great artist. You're contributing to some big things on love, which is probably true. But that's not that's not worth the mental, you know, wear and tear of doing this. Yeah. You know?
0: uh, we saw this two years ago. Um. With Rockstar. They made Red Redemption 2. Red Dead Redemption 2. Which is a shit game. Yeah. The game, the, contr- like, the the fact that they made a million animations means you get to stand in the fucking right perfect place for any animation to go off. It makes it clunky, so lame, the shooting is bad, the story is okay at best, and so, there's so much wrong with that game to where it's hard to be- call it a- good in my mind. But 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10, game of the year, amazing, took so much work, and, I'm, and it's going to happen again with Cyberpunk 2077, yep. on a whole different scale.
1: Well, if, if Jason Schreier's leaks are, be, are to be uh, believed, they put that trailer out in 2012 and didn't start any actual work on the game until 20-fucking-17. Yeah. They were like, oh, no, the trailer was to recruit people to come work on the game. And I'm like, you made Butcher 3, what do you recruit people for? Like, they know you yeah. by now.
0: Go ahead and take stock of how much to this point, before actual footage reviews come out, how much in-game a regular person playing the game footage we have of this game. Yeah. Almost none. Now, all the tech demos d- developers have said was, you know, put together with, you know, bubblegum and birdseed, and you, you, how often have we just got someone with a, a regular guy with a controller in their hand, or girl, with a controller in their hand, Playing in the game none yeah. to this point and there's reviewers who are doing it and a lot of them aren't happy with it so I'm, i don't know
1: also i've seen a lot of stuff talking about this game and how the character creation goes and so there's you can choose your character's genitals yes right? of course there are two kinds of penis but only one kind of vagina which seems to me to be uh incorrect uh, yeah. if, if you're going to have a cyberpunk game, you better let me fucking bedazzle the shit out of my junk with LEDs and spinny bits and shit. Like, you could do more than one vagina and way more than two dicks. Yeah, uh, for sure. I
0: saw a good article about how this game, the marketing of it, played so into being the fucking internet edgelords and it worked. Yeah. Because now the lords are going to buy it and then people like us are still probably going to play it too. So they get to have their cake and eat it too. Because, you know, they did the whole mix it up, you know, girl with a big dick, and then they did, they've done so many, oh my, cringe fucking tweets that are like, oh, just, just got to play FIFA 78, and they didn't, they only had one vagina, or they only, they, oh yeah, they, they didn't have enough vagina options for my character, and I'm like, that is something that, you know, a Gamer Gator would be tweeting right now, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. So, a lot of cringe marketing has gone into this, and a lot of, I mean, bad market transphobic marketing has gone into this game, which, I mean once once again, it it goes against what Cyberpunk is about. Like, why is the Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven official account having fun little exchanges with Elon Musk? He's the villain right. in Cyberpunk.
1: Right. And I've seen some people talking about Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and how it's like it's old or it feels old. Or like someone like Polygon said that it was not New Wave, it was dad rock. And yeah. I was like Both those genres of music are old and irrelevant. Like, who gives a shit about either one of those anymore? But, like, that's the whole point. Cyberpunk is old. That version of the future is born from the 80s, and it doesn't exist anymore. We now know that what we're actually going to see is much worse than what we predicted back then. So, of course, it'll feel old and kind of kitsch. And they're like, oh, well, why is the world so bad in one review? And I'm like, because that's cyberpunk. That's the punk part. You're rebelling against the bad stuff. Uh, so that i don't really c- contend with but yes yeah, so why is a game building up with cyberpunk 2077 or the legacy of mike pondsmith cyberpunk why is it hanging out with elon musk why is grimes in the game what, what's going on here why is it doing crazy like energy drink tie-ins with fucking uh, the run the jewels who i do like but what are they doing yeah. here i don't yeah, understand any of it
0: i don't know yeah it's so weird and yeah, it's like it, it's pretty much killed my hype for the game. I'll, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna play it eventually. I might be maybe, maybe maybe in a couple of months or maybe a year. It'll be it'll be updates, and it'll be polished, and it'll be good to play. But I'm I'm good for now. I
1: yeah.
0: like literally last week I was about to put in my pre order and then I was like maybe not. So because you, you can like pre you can like preload the game now. I was like maybe not, maybe not. And then today it just kind of hit me that I was like I don't really want to play this game.
1: So. I'm not going to buy it. By the way, the game is 65 gigabytes and it will, there will be a 45 gigabyte day one patch.
0: Yeah. Which makes it, I mean, fucking people get mad about these Call of Duty games and the size, but fuck, this game is already bigger.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I'll be getting it for sure. Cause I want to talk about it and, and probably make fun of some parts of it and point out some stuff about it. Cause I can't not, like, I, I got to see it. Yeah. Uh, it will probably be bad uh, in some ways. I, I think, I do think that the guys Witcher 3, well, hold on. After we talk Tenet for forty minutes, I shouldn't say that they can't make a bad game. Yeah. Uh, so we'll I guess you know what? We'll see. And either way, yeah. I will I will talk about it and uh and get something out of it. I, I think. think the guys from Witcher 3, if given the proper amount of time,
0: can make any game great. I don't know if they have the proper amount of time for twenty seventy
1: seven. Yeah. And the proper working conditions, the, the environment, which very seems very bad.
0: The right leaders.
1: Oh yeah. All that stuff. I feel like a lot
0: of that is fucked for yeah. them, and I feel bad for these guys. Um, game development is not an easy job. It's probably the hardest kind of development there is, um, and people will talk down on it all the time. But it's hard work, and it's the one reason I do kind of want to— Like, I might go. i I'm thinking about maybe going ahead and buying the game mm-hmm. and then just not playing it for a while um because i I do want those developers to get their due. which once again the game is still going to sell that gangbusters so it's not like my sales gonna matter in the end but that is the one thing making me want to buy it is i want these developers to get their shit because that it sucks they had to deal with this and that now all of them get to go home after their 16 hour work day and and then go on twitter and have some fucking american
1: teenager be like
0: what what are you talking about it's so easy to make a game
1: Yeah, when you need to work all day. That's how it's easy. Well, I imagine their asses are going right back to the fucking code mines. So these patches are going to have to make for this game. Yeah. But I'll say this. Uh, I've lost it. What's your thought? Happens to the best of us. Cyberpunk 2077. I, uh, it just seems to me like a lot of time and effort went into this game and if they had just, it just seems like it's, re- it's too early. It seems like it needed more time in the oven before it was released. And it's a sad, it's a sad thing to see because there's so much talent and so much ambition put into this project. And just looking at what's coming out right now, it doesn't look like it's going to pay off. Some people are calling it Fallout, they're calling it Fallout uh, 78. Oh, yeah. that is. That's like how people compare the new Marvel
0: Avengers game to Anthem. I'm like, oh, oof. And that game died faster than Anthem, so. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, yeah, I just don't know. I think uh, uh, this will probably be another, uh, maybe, maybe it's time. Maybe a new generation has to learn about Spore and uh, Fable in their own way. But will they?
0: Because mm-hmm. I feel like they're just going to say it's good.
1: Yeah, that's probably true. Even if they don't
0: like it, I feel like they're going to say it's good, so. I don't know what's going to happen, but. I don't know. And once again, I, I don't want to sound doom and gloom, but we talked we talk shit about Tenet for so long, because that movie actually is bad. Mm-hmm. We haven't played 2077 yet. We don't know. But from what we've seen and what we can deduce, it's it's probably not going to be the revolutionary, best-of-all-time game that people are trying to make it out to be. Um, but then again, we've, already, we've always had realistic expectations for this game. Um, mm-hmm. So, maybe we're ahead of the curve on that one
1: so what happened in politics
0: <laughs> nothing <laughs> fucking it's inverted there's like some crazy lady talking for trump and then some lady who's like all chinese people look the same and then there's like it's just the most you know, it's just like the casually the most racist shit in the world just being said back to back and it, it doesn't matter anymore it, it's giuliani so
1: ha- rudy giuliani has covid
0: yeah hilarious once again surprised he hasn't already had it i like, yeah. really 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 you know shout out to Giuliani's immune system for just now getting covid
1: yeah i mean if because, you man COVID you've COVID-19. been in danger <laughs> yeah how did he survive this long uh i guess uh joe biden still sucks not really yeah. doing anything to help us not, you're not
0: really doing anything
1: oh i did the part where he, where he said that americans aren't looking for a handout yeah amazing if you call it a hangout you're basically conceding to reagan like, you're you're no better than Reagan at that point. Like, you're, you've you yeah. given all room to the right, and they can just run wild with it now. Yeah,
0: but you are under the assumption that he wants to be better than Reagan. He, th- mm-hmm. he thinks Reagan is probably the pinnacle of all politics.
1: Uh, yeah. Oh, Matthew see,
0: McConaughey is now an enemy of the left. We need to point uh, yeah. that out real quick.
1: Aggressively um, centrist, he called himself.
0: Yeah, he says that we should be aimed to be aggressively centrist.
1: Um, Just to me that Connie, he, McConaughey. is your average American. He's a typical American. Yeah. No, his politics have no coherence to them.
0: Yeah, I'll say this. Not about, I mean, kind of about McConaughey, because like, his big thing was, oh, it's like, why are the, the Hollywood liberals, well, he, he called them the far left, which, by the way, he means basic liberals. Mm-hmm. He was like, why are they so upset that they're fighting this election? Like, didn't they fight the election in 2016? I'm like, maybe for like a day or two? Clinton conceded but, the next day. Yeah, they conceded pretty fast. And there was, like, people in the news talking about, oh, was this rigged? And But after that, it was over. This shit's been going on for a month now. And once again, yeah. I don't give a shit about any of it in the first place. But you can't sit here and say that the Democrats acted the same in 2016.
1: Oh, what's funny, by the way, right now, I was looking, I'm looking at my, we use time.is to sync up our, for our, our times. Yeah. <coughs> and there's an ad right here, uh, Warnock plus Ossoff, radically liberal, radically dangerous.
0: Yeah, the, the 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 words "radically liberal" and "radically dangerous" are absolute opposites. Yes, <laughs> those
1: are two ends of the two different ends of the spectrum. It is funny. I did actually hear someone in real life refer to Kelly Leffler as uh, a "rhino," a, <laughs> a Republican in name only. Uh, which I have never heard anyone call a Republican that. So that's pretty crazy. Uh, that's of this really funny. It's great, dude. People are bizarre. They have no idea of what's going on around them because no matter how much that Leffler and Purdue tweet or talk about how much they love Trump and how much Trump says they're great, some people, these QAnon adjacent people and, and deep, deep conservatives, have got it in their heads that Purdue and, and Leffler are like Democrats that disguise themselves as Republicans somehow. Yeah, no. And they're, they're talking about a boycott in the, the, the January 5th runoffs because they say that if they, they vote in that, that will acknowledge that Trump lost Georgia. And I'm like, I don't want – do whatever you want. It's just funny to me, but that's what your, th- what your thought process is.
0: Yeah, I mean, at this point, it, hey, maybe I'm crazy, but I don't think we're going to turn these election results around anytime soon. So just get with the program. The world yeah. is – I'm not even sure why they're mad. It's not going to be that much different. It's if, not. if even if if even one percent different, which it probably won't be, why are they even mad? It, it makes no sense to me.
1: Like even if you assume that Warnock and Ossoff win their runoffs, you still got Joe Manchin, you still got Kristen Sinema, Cinema whatever her fucking name is out in Arizona who can just turn coat and join the Republicans for a little while if one votes to stop things.
0: Even if John Ossoff was Leon Trotsky, he would not be able to make a single ounce of difference in our government. Okay. Right. So, why are you so
1: mad? <laughs> yeah, John also tweeted today, like, uh, all human beings deserve healthcare or some shit. And it's like, okay, what are you, are you going to vote for Medicare for All? Because you already Unless said you, you wouldn't. fucking vote for it, then you fucking idiot. You literally said you wouldn't vote for it, so I don't understand. But Puerto Rico will be a state, yeah. so one step closer. <laughs> I think they voted against multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, Seth, we can't go yet. Oh, shit. I just, I found out the craziest thing the other day. Okay. So, shout out to my friend Casa from Australia for telling me this. Australia is not an independent nation. Did you know this? No. Their head of government is the Queen of England, and they have what the fuck? Yeah. Canada too, Seth. Canada too. Yeah, they have their own prime minister, right? Some fucking jackass who, who is the yeah. technical like r- guy who runs Australia. It was also a guy. It's a separate guy, a different guy called like the shadow minister. He's like literally called like the governor general, and he <laughs> technically is the, the the fucking he can dissolve government, Seth. He can dissolve the government at any time. He's. Man, the I hope he doesn't wake
0: up on the wrong side of the bed one day. <laughs>
1: it blew, i was like what do you mean you're an independent country like oh yeah the queen is still our, our our ruler technically she doesn't you know do anything but she could and i was like okay but this is a scenario where like if the queen ever actually did try to tell you guys to stop doing something you would tell yeah. her to fuck off right and he was like maybe not actually we kind of love the queen really a lot here and i was like my I, my whole worldview has changed so i have no idea what to think anymore that's crazy and I learned about a coup that went down against the Australian government. Uh, uh, when like the CIA and the Crown worked together to get rid of the Labor Party government and replace them with the Liberal government, which was much more friendly towards America. It's insane, dude. Australia, it's not an independent nation. I, I have no That's idea. That's weird. I didn't know that. I just totally. I've lost. Sorry, my Australia. <laughs> Australia, get your shit together. It's time to revolt. We did it like yeah. two hundred some years ago. Make a revolution! Imagine them,
0: the Australians, just out in the street, like "fuck the Queen." <laughs> just and they are they its not like the Queen is near them. No. They're just marching just for nothing. There's no Queen anywhere.
1: Just say the, Just say "fuck her." Mm-hmm. Who cares? What's she gonna do? Come across the ocean? Well, once Brexit is done, they'll—they'll they'll have like one ship left. You'll be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> that's true. You can take them. I think you can take that out from afar. <laughs> so, anyways, I think that's an episode of this podcast. Yeah. Alright, well, I'm Smith, uh, you can find me on Twitter at MCSurf, get at me, Mr. Bicky and the Worm. Yep, uh, I'm
0: Seth, you can find me on Twitter at Knazeras, K-Y-N-A-Z-E-R-A-S, same name for Letterboxd, I also stream on Twitch.tv slash Uh This week, I've been, or for the past couple of streams, I've been playing Breath of the Wild on Master Mode, which I've never done before, and this week I actually have a schedule, I'm going to be streaming Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday. Tuesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, and then Saturday and Sunday, 4 p.m.
1: Eastern. Why am I never getting any links to this? Why, why are you ever hitting me up? Let me know so I can
0: watch. Uh, if you followed me on Twitter, which you do, I you do can have
1: the link readily available. I won't check it all the time, though.
0: No, you, you live on Twitter!
1: Okay, fair enough. Do Anyways, best. our art is done by Marcus Barkley.
0: You can find him on Instagram at Mr. Beaches. I sure I forgot about that part. I think it's not always done by Ben Powell. He has his own podcast called Southern SmackDown, where they talk about wrestling and they're both from the South. If that sounds interesting, go check it out. He has his own Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the Powell. Check him out if you have time.
1: Oh yeah, is there a review of Nutterbox yet for tenant?
0: Is there do it uh, for me?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I reviewed it. Okay. Uh all right, so you can lead a horse to water, but you can't even get under it. Fuck Christopher Nolan. We have stopped trying to solve our problems and trying to outlive them. By the way, better movie than Tenet.
0: Yep, and from New Orleans to New York, that's been the Angels Podcast, baby.
1: We're out. Out.